this is part two of our um, study through the book of Nehemiah chapter four. And um, you recall that this actually, this whole week, uh, all the application that we're going to do, it really re- um, pertains to us returning back to church. Um, I've said that uh, we are going to return soon, and I do believe we, we are, just looking at the all things that are going on in terms of the guidelines that the CDC is allowing and um, even the surveys that we're bringing out, uh, it's supposed to help us uh, be prepared for that moment. And I think this will come alongside those things as well. Um, I want to just try to equip us um, as best as I can on how we can return successfully um, and uh, to be able to continue on. You know, like there are things that this is like kind of like the new norm for us where we're going to have to be able to uh, adjust and to find ways in which to go above and beyond the ministry that we're used to. So yesterday, uh, as I was kind of jumping around the text in chapter 3, uh, I said that the, all jobs are for all of us. Um, everything that we do, um, uh, it should be because we get a chance to do it, to serve the Lord. And I, I went down the list of different names and all the things that they've done, and all of them, from jewelers to perfumers to goldsmiths to even daughters and different people, all these different people came together to help build uh, the 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 wall again and just by application um, we need to have that same attitude that we are all working together with one particular purpose everyone is important everyone needs to serve um, ultimately not even because like I'm saying it or because like you know return team or whatever is saying it but mainly because we should be doing it for the Lord so that's the first one that um, that we are all in this together and that we all need to be a part of something every single one of us are important uh, in in the return of you know coming together back to worship today we're going to look at a uh, second application that if we want to do well if we want to return well then we need to understand that there is no task that is below us there are no tasks below us that's going to be what we're going to think about today if you look at verse 13 verse 14 of chapter 3 uh, you'll see that it said, Hanan, the inhabitants of Zeroah repaired the valley gate. They built it and hung its doors with its bolts and its bars and a thousand cubits of the wall of the refuse gate. Uh, Micaiah, the son of Rechab, the official to the district of beth Kharam, repaired the refuse gate. He built it and hung its door with its bolts and its bars. And I want to highlight this person, Micaiah, uh, because he... Of all the other gates, you'll see some of them are like the sons of so-and-so or a group of different people working on one particular uh, part of the wall. But there's multiple people on different parts. But this place, the refuse gate or the dung gate, only one person works on this. Uh, it's in the singular. Like It's like he's the one that's doing everything. Um, he was the only guy that worked on this wall. And if you understand just like in terms of uh, the geography of Jerusalem, there's like different gates have different purposes. So there's like, let's say for example, the fish gate. That's the gate where um, it's gonna smell, but that's where all the uh, all the um, your fish goes in, all the uh, place that they would fish and then gather together and they'll go through that gate. You would imagine the real estate there is probably not as high, but the one that's even cheaper in those areas is the homes near the refuse gate. Uh, the refuse gate is, is exactly what it sounds like. It is the gate where you bring in, or you take out uh, waste that uh, the people um, produce. Um, uh, there, it was something that was needed. Uh, there was no sewage system at the time. They didn't have running water. So what people would do is they'll 
they'll go into like a you know in a pot like they'll, they'll poop in a pot or something and then uh someone will have to collect them and they'll just instead of just throwing the street they'll oftentimes put it on this giant pallet and they'll like you know dump everything on a pallet and then that person would bring it through the gate and then they, and once they go far enough from the gate they they drop it and they set it on fire um now this job is a very like disgusting job and it's a very hard job but it was a necessary job. In fact, back then, when poor people needed to make money, uh, quick money, they would just do this. They'll work on this. They'll, they'll take poop out of the city. So it's kind of like, think of it like kind of like Uber back then. You know how they want to make a side hustle. Uh, well, that's how it is. That's how it's going to be like. That's how it was back then with the refuse gate. And someone needed to fix that gate. And this one person, Makaija, he did just that. He is forever known in all of scripture as the guy that repaired, single-handedly repaired this entire gate. Um, and it's amazing, like this guy that's willing to understand what he was uh, work on. He, he decided to work on the part that's, um, you know, the most not the most pleasant. And you have to understand too. As this gate was being built, people still needed to use the restroom, so it was an incomplete gate, and he's still working through it in spite of all the smell and the grossness of everything. And yeah, he did it all by himself. This is not a small task. It was a very disgusting task, but he had to do it because he thought beyond himself. He said, "This is a necessary part." of the city and it, and he he saw, he thought beyond himself he didn't think he didn't think about his comfort he didn't think about the odor he didn't think about his own uh, well-being or hygiene or anything like that he's willing to go above and beyond and now this is naturally lends itself to how we when we return we're going to have to be very diligent and mindful in the way that we clean places um, the return team has a list of tasks for all of us to do and some of them involves cleaning the restroom and, you know, we're going to have like gloves and different things. And, um, and you have to understand that there is no ministry that's too low or unworthy for us. This guy, Makaija, you, you, you would love to have someone like him in our church. And I trust there are people like that in our church. And I also trust that there will be people like that in our church. That through the teaching of God's word and how the Lord sanctifies them, they will humble themselves to serve. And they'll serve in the way that's pleasing to the Lord, even if no one sees um, we must be willing to do the same. Even the most disgusting task, the, the most lowly task, we to view any job um, uh, that's needed for the church as a, as a privilege, as an honor to be able to serve the Lord. If you view any job or a task at the church that's too lowly for you, then you're actually thinking too highly of yourself. If you think that there are any tasks in the church that's uh, too lowly for you, then you are thinking very highly of yourself. Just remember the example of our Savior. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it tells us that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And you recall how he came, he went to go and wash the disciples' feet. And it, that seems so, I mean, we have like beauty salons and stuff like that where people do wash feet and it's like a profession. Um, and back then it was kind of a profession too, but it was mainly uh, designed for like the uh, servants in the home to wash the feet of the, the guests. You know, they wore sandals back then, so there's just dust everywhere. And whenever they'll sit down, there will be someone that will wash all their people's feet. And again, don't think the way that they sat back then was like sitting in chairs. They're laying next to each other, so the person's head is ne usually near someone else's feet. But yet Jesus, knowing that, seeing that there wasn't anyone willing to wash other people's feet, um, he did it himself. He was willing to serve his disciples. Um, and if the King of Kings and Lord of Lords willing to stoop down to do such a lowly and disgusting task, then you and I must have the same attitude. We must be willing to do anything 
uh, that's expected of us. And, so, and, and the guidelines and stuff sometimes will change and, and we just need to be flexible in that way. And uh, as we adjust in cleaning, uh, we need to do with a joyful attitude, knowing that it is a privilege to serve uh, the Lord first and foremost and one another. Um, be willing to um, outdo one another in good deeds. Um, so as we think about returning, if you want to return well, you must think that there's no task too small. Uh, I know all of us want to strive to, for leadership type positions or public type ministries, but uh, some of the, be the behind the scene task is actually what we all need. And again, this is not something that um, us pastors and elders are expecting of you without doing it ourselves. Uh, we're going to do it too. Uh, in fact, uh, one of our guidelines for, for just the pastor to return is that we have to clean the place um, before we leave. And um, we want to do that because we want to make sure that anyone else that comes in is, is safe. And, and, and we hope that you'll follow us in that way as well, that we're willing and just to serve you and you serve, and we all just serve one another in that way. Um, so this is uh, something that we need to think about. First, that uh, we are all, it's all hands on deck, everyone's involved. Uh, everyone needs to serve, all jobs for all people. And then secondly, and, today, and what we learned today, is that there's no task that's too small for us. Um, and we wanna be faithful to the Lord in all that we do in hopes that um, you know, we show um, the world and even to one another uh, how good God is to us. That's why we're willing to do good things for others as well. I trust that you uh, do these two, and then the, we'll look at two more uh, in the coming week. Uh, that if you do all four of these things, our church will return and we'll be able to keep ourselves open because we'll just be taking care of each other. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll see you guys again tomorrow.